Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special topical study on the Holy Spirit, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. They were there when when Jesus took the coin from the fish's mouth and paid the taxes, which Jesus is pretty handy to have around, don't you think? Uh, Jesus, I got this uh, tax bill. Um, could you hook me up? They, they saw that. And see, now all of this is going to change because although they were used to dealing with Jesus with their physical sense to see, smell, taste, touch, and hear, now they're going to have to develop another sensory organ, spiritual discernment. Because Jesus is now saying, fellas, I'm leaving, but I'm not leaving you as orphans. I'm going to send you another comforter. You remember that word another? It's the Greek word alos, A-L-L-O-S. And that word means another of the same kind, class, and caliber, especially as it relates to divinity and personality. Jesus says, I'm going to send you another comforter. Jesus says, as I was with you, I am not now sending you the Holy Spirit. And everything I was to you, he'd say to the disciples, everything I was to you, the Holy Spirit will be to you in the same kind. Jesus says, I was God on earth, and I will send the Holy Spirit to live with you and abide with you and dwell with you. Now, listen, Genesis 1.1 talking about the Trinity and the deity of the Holy Spirit. That means he was God, the deity of the Holy Spirit. Genesis 1-1, you know the verse. It says, in the beginning, God. Isn't that a great way to start a book? You know, in the beginning, God. This word God is imperative that you understand it. The word God or the name God In the Hebrew language, if you're taking notes, write this down. You know I encourage you to take notes. In the Hebrew language, this word, the name God, is Elohim. Elohim, and it speaks of the plurality of God. It's the plural form of God. El is singular. Elah is dual. And Elohim is plural. The I am is like the S in our language. We would say papers, glasses, the S. The I am in Hebrew is like our S. It speaks of the plurality of God. It's plural. Now, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, and this morning I'm going to give you a ton of scripture. So hold on to your hats because we've got a lot to cover here in terms of our scriptures. But Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, and I want you to take note of this, let us 
make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. I want you to notice the Lord said, God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Now, who was God talking to? Remember, there was no one on the earth right at this time. The earth wasn't even created at this point. So no one was on the earth. So then who was God talking to? Well, God is speaking to the Trinity. He's speaking to the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the plurality of God. In the, listen, in the very beginning of the Bible, it is God who is letting man know that there is Godhead and that this Godhead is one. Very interesting. Now, the same attributes of deity or attributes of God are the attributes of the Holy Spirit. They are one. And if they are one, then the same attributes of God must be the same attributes of the Holy Spirit. And we should be able to trek through Scripture to see those very same attributes. And if the attributes of the Holy Spirit are not the same attributes of God, then we could never say that God and the Holy Spirit are one. We couldn't say that. It's like, for example, there are some Christian folks that say, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. But we don't see any attributes of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, Galatians 5. So they say, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, but you, you, do you know people like that? Do, raise your hand if you really know people like that. Okay, now y'all in church, you should tell the truth. You know people like that. Everybody knows people like that. They say, oh, I'm a Christian. But they don't act like a Christian. Well, listen, if you claim that you're a Christian, but you don't act like a Christian, well, then I am only left to conclude that you are not a Christian. Because you don't have the same attributes of Christianity. You know, it's like you can say you're a duck. But if you don't have a beak, have feathers, waddle. Well, some of y'all do, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> or, 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 or you don't quack. Well, look, you can say you're a duck all you want, but I'm, I'm looking for the feathers, the beak, the waddle, and the quack. And if I don't see the feathers, the beak, the waddle, and the quack, well, then I'm, look, you're not a duck. I mean, you're, you're not a duck. I don't know what to tell you. You're not a duck. Why? Because you don't have duck-like attributes. And so it is true of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is to be God, then we must see some of the attributes, the same attributes of God in the person of the Holy Spirit. Well, we know God, Elohim, we pointed it out, created the, the earth. But the Bible is also clear. Listen, the Bible is also clear that God, the Holy Spirit, created the earth. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, the earth was without form. And void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God 
was hovering. This is a very interesting word, you guys. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. It's an interesting word, hover. It means to be moved, to be affected with the feelings of tender love, to cherish, to brood over young ones. Isn't that interesting? It's used figuratively of the Spirit of God who brooded over the shapeless mass of the earth. And the Holy Spirit was hovering over the earth as a hen over its chicks with love and tenderness. And then it energized life and light came to being. The Holy Spirit hovering over the earth, involved in the creation of the earth. Talking about the attributes of God, not only was the Holy Spirit involved in the creation of the earth, but get this, the Holy Spirit was involved in the creation of man. Well, David said it like this in Psalm 104, verse 30, you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. Job said it in Job 33, 4, the spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty Gives me life. That's amazing. I'm a pastor. Of course, you know that. <laughs> yes. And, and, and as a pastor, you know, I, I have the opportunity to do funerals pretty frequently. And I don't know, have you ever had the, a time where you have watched the breath of life leave a person's body? I have seen that. I, and it's like, you know, the breath of God is in a person's body. And then, and then when God decides to take that breath back, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's pretty amazing. They go from life to nothing. And it's an amazing, amazing, I'm never, you never get used to it when you see that face to face. The Bible says that it is God who gives us breath. It is God who gives us breath. The Bible says in Acts that it is God in him we live, we move, and we have our being. We owe God our praise. We owe God our thanks. If for no other reason but the very fact that God allowed you to live today, God allowed you to breathe today. And for that, we need to praise the Lord. If you agree with that, say amen. Most certainly when I wake up, this morning I woke up and, 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 and as soon as I opened my eyes, I said, Lord, thank you for something that we take so insignificant, we take so for granted that we wake up in the morning, okay, tomorrow morning when I wake up, we talk about, you don't know that you're going to wake up tomorrow morning. You don't know that you're going to be alive tomorrow morning. That's up to God. It is God who gives us our breath. We, we, we don't keep ourselves breathing at night. Had you ever thought of that? We don't keep ourselves breathing at, in the daytime when you are awake. We most certainly don't keep ourselves breathing when we're asleep and snoring. No, it is God. It is God who keeps your blood flowing through your veins. It is God who keeps your heart pumping. It is God who keeps your nervous system doing what the nervous system does so that you can wake up and be healthy and, and have your same functions. All of that's God, and we, it's just God, and we take that for granted. And people have the audacity, people have the nerve to shake their fist at God as if they are in control of something. We're in control of nothing. Don't kid yourself. You control nothing. 
We like to feel like we're in control. It makes us feel like a manly man. I'm a man of power because I feel like I'm in, you're in control of nothing. God is in control of everything because God is God. God is bigger than you. God is smarter than you. And for man to shake their fist in pride at God, to exalt themselves above God is criminal and, and ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Because God is awesome. God is big. God created man. God created man. Man did not create. Man creates nothing. Not only are we not controlled, but we, you know, remember Dolly, the first sheep, the first clone sheep. You remember Dolly? Oh, the news. Oh, man, everybody, we created a clone sheep. And ta-da, we've got Dolly, the first clone sheep. Man created nothing. They didn't create Dolly. They took the DNA from one sheep and planted it into the embryo of another cell, and they brought forth Dolly. They didn't create anything. It is God who creates. It is God who said, let there be light, and boom, there was light. It was God who said, let there be water, and boom, there was water. Let there be light. In the Hebrew, you know what it says? It says, light be, light was. That's God. See, we don't create anything. This pulpit, this pulpit wasn't created by the designer. God created this pulpit because this pulpit is oak, and it comes from an oak tree of which God created it. Amen? So man creates nothing. Don't flatter yourself. Man creates nothing. God created. The Holy Spirit creates. Satan, on the other hand, he just duplicates. But only God can create. Satan replicates. God Creates. Satan manipulates. God creates. Amen? And the Holy Spirit was involved in that. We're talking about, talking about the Holy Spirit and the attributes of God and the Holy Spirit. Here's something very basic and very poignant. The Holy Spirit is holy, just like God. Romans chapter 1, verse 4, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness. By the resurrection from the dead, the spirit of God is referred to like God as eternal. The Holy Spirit is by nature eternal. He is outside of time. Hebrews chapter nine, verse 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Notice through his eternal spirit. The Holy Spirit is omnipresent. What does that mean, Rodney? Well, that means that he is everywhere at once. He's omnipresent. Psalm 139, David said it like this. I love this beautiful verse. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, Lord, you are there. And if I take the wings of the morning, And I dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. Even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Isn't that beautiful verse? Well, the Bible teaches that God is omniscient. That means that he knows everything and the Holy Spirit knows everything. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 through 11. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. But the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. God knows all and the Holy Spirit knows all. And whatever we know 
And whatever revelation we have, we got it from the Holy Spirit. The Bible teaches the Holy Spirit is omnipotent. Not only omnipresent, omniscient, but omnipotent. What does that mean? It means that he's all powerful. He can do whatever he wants. Luke chapter 1 verse 35. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. The interesting thing, the Bible makes it clear. The Holy Spirit is called God. Not only is he omniscient and omnipresent and omnipotent, but he's flat out called God. You might remember the story at the beginning of the early church. Everyone was selling their possessions and they were bringing all their stuff into the church and having all things in common. And then they, this, this husband and wife team, Ananias and Sapphira, they sold a piece of real estate and they came to Peter and they said, here, we sold it for this much when in fact they sold it for a different price. They lied. And it was in Acts chapter 5, verse 3 through 4, that Peter then said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has filled your heart to lie, that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and you have kept for yourself some of the money you received from the land. Didn't it belong to you when it, before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to men, but you've lied to God. Well, then that's interesting. Notice Peter says, why have you lied to the Holy Spirit first? And then he closes with, you have not lied to men, but you have lied to God. Interesting. He's flat out called God. Now, this is fascinating. Stay tuned. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 10. Isaiah says, what is, a, what is said of Jehovah God in the Old Testament is said of the Spirit in the New Testament. So what's said of Jehovah God, Jehovah God said this in the Old Testament, we find that the Holy Spirit said it in the New Testament. For example, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 10, and he said, go and tell this people, keep on hearing, but you do not understand. Keep on seeing, but you do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return and be healed. Well, then, if you follow this through to Acts chapter 28 in your own time, verse 26, it says the Holy Spirit spoke through the prophet Isaiah, saying, go to this people and say, hearing you will hear and shall not understand, seeing you shall see and not perceive. In other words, what's attributed to God in the Old Testament is attributed to the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. Now, I'm coming in for a close. Listen. Throughout the Bible, particularly in the New Testament, there are these little portraits or little pictures or little cameo appearances of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. What do you mean, Rodney? Well, Matthew chapter 1 or chapter 3, pardon me, it's Matthew chapter 3. Jesus, you know the story. Jesus is being baptized. And as he came up out of the water, the Bible tells us that a voice, the voice from God came out of heaven saying, this is my beloved son, listen to him. And then a dove descended on Jesus in the form of the spirit. 
Very interesting. There we have this cameo appearance of God the Father, his voice. God the Father spoke. The Son was present and the Spirit descended. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. And then we have concerning the gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 6. There are diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are diversities of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. There we see again the Spirit, the Lord, and God, the Trinity. Now, even though we don't understand everything, listen, the Bible is clear. There is a clear biblical teaching in the Bible concerning the deity of the Holy Spirit and the Trinity. And just because we don't understand it, listen, there are a lot of things that we don't understand. There's tons of things every day of our lives that we use things that we don't understand. I don't understand email. I don't. Now, I've emailed many of you. But, but I don't understand how email works. I don't understand the Internet. I don't understand fiber optics. I don't understand cable. I don't understand electricity. I don't understand how my car works. All I care about is I put the key in that thing, turn it on, prayerfully it will start. Because I got to go. I'm just trying to leave. That's all. Do I, do I, well, now let me figure out this engine. Let me see. How does combustion work? Hmm. I don't care. I mean, quite honestly, I don't care. I just want to go. There's a lot of things that we don't understand. I don't understand how an airplane works, but it doesn't stop me from flying. I trust the pilot. I trust all those noises that it makes when it takes off and... I'm trusting that this thing is going to take me where I go. See, people, people crack me up. People crack me up. Oh, I, don't, I have faith. I don't want to trust that. I, I, I just don't trust that. And it's like, you know, you, you, you get on an airplane. You get, that's faith. I don't care what you say. That's faith. You get on an airplane with a man who is flying you 37,000 feet in the air. You don't know that man from Adam. You didn't do a drug test before you got on the plane with the, with the pilot. You don't know. You don't know. But, but you get on the plane, you sit down, you buckle your seatbelt, and hopefully you get a little bag of peanuts. <laughs> you trust someone who gives you a bag of peanuts, going to fly you 37,000 feet in the air, and oh, you just trust that. But man, man, when God gives you clear biblical evidence of the working, the power of the Holy Spirit in the Bible, oh, well, we just don't want to believe that. We just don't believe it. We just don't. I don't care what the Bible says. We just don't believe it. Every day of our lives, we operate in this area called faith. You're doing it right now. You're trusting that chair to hold you up. Say amen. Right, you're going to get some new chairs, man, if this chair falls. But we trust. The Spirit of God created the earth, created man, brooded over the earth, the Bible says, in tender love. It is that same Spirit. That causes a man to be born again. 
Do you understand it? No. Did Nicodemus understand it? No. He came to Jesus. You remember Nicodemus? Nick came to Jesus at night. <laughs> Nick at night, get it? Sorry, I had to have one. I got another one for it. No. <laughs> and he came to Jesus at night. And Jesus said, Nick, you must be born again. Oh, I just don't understand that. I mean, you know, uh, I'm an attorney and uh, a Pharisee and, and I, a lawyer. I just don't understand that. And he probably was standing there arguing with Jesus. And if he wasn't arguing with Jesus, he most certainly had a very perplexing look on his face. And Jesus then looked at him and said, Nick, he says, you can't understand this. He said, but there's a lot of things, Nick, you don't understand. <laughs> Take the wind, for example. You don't understand the wind. You don't know where it's coming from, and you most certainly don't know where it's going. And he says, so is everyone who was born of the Spirit. And in the chapter before, in John chapter 1, it was Jesus who said that, that rebirth and regeneration and this being born of the Spirit does not happen by flesh and blood. It's something that is done in the Spirit. And then Zechariah chapter 4 said to us, what? It's not by not might. Say it with me. It's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. Okay, so you don't understand it. That's okay. But it's the same spirit that brooded over the earth. It's the same spirit that created man. That same spirit is here this morning and brooding over us. And saying to you and saying to me, you don't have to understand it, but you must be born again. And that's what Jesus said. You must you must be born again. You must. The Spirit of God that brings to us salvation is here. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light. Let me be a salt.